You're listening to a podcast from Northern Lights Metropolitan Community Church. This is the sermon recording from this week's service, but first, here are the readings. How Samuel was called. Then the Lord called Samuel. Samuel answered, Here I am. And he ran to Eli and said, Here I am, you called me. But Eli said, I did not call. Go back and lie down. So he went and lay down. Again the Lord called, Samuel. And Samuel got up and went to Eli and said, Here I am, you called me. My sons, Eli said, I did not call. Go back and lie down. Now Samuel did not yet know the Lord. The word of the Lord had not been yet revealed to him. A third time the Lord called Samuel, and Samuel got up and went to Eli and said, Here I am, you called me. Then Eli realised that the Lord was calling the boy. So Eli told Samuel, Go and lie down, and if he calls you, say, Speak, Lord, for your servant is listening. So Samuel went and lay down in his place. Then the Lord came and stood there, calling as at other times, Samuel, Samuel. Then Samuel said, Speak, for your servant is listening. This is the word of the Lord. The Gospel reading is from Luke chapter 8. While a large crowd was gathering and people were coming to Jesus from town after town, he told this parable. A farmer went out to sow his seed. As he was scattering the seed, some fell along the path. It was trampled on and the birds ate it up. Some fell on rocky ground and when it came up, the plants withered because they had no moisture. Other seed fell among thorns, which grew up with it and choked the plants. Still other seed fell on good soil. It came up and yielded a crop, a hundred times more than was sown. When Jesus said this, he called out, Whoever has ears to hear, let them hear. His disciples asked him what this parable meant. Jesus said, The knowledge of the secrets of the kingdom of God has been given to you. But to others I speak in parables, so that, though seeing, they may not see, though hearing, they may not understand. This is the meaning of the parable. The seed is the word of God. Those along the path who are the ones who hear, and then the devil comes and takes away the word from their hearts, so that they may not believe and be saved. Those on the rocky ground are the ones who receive the word with joy when they hear it but they have no root. They believe for a while, but in the time of testing, they fall away. The seed that fell among thorns stands for those who hear, but as they go on their way, they are, ch- they are choked by life's worries, riches and pleasures, and they do not mature. But the seed on good soil stands for those with a noble and good heart, who hear the word, retain it, and by persevering, produce a good crop. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. You're listening to a podcast from Northern Lights Metropolitan Community Church. 
And now, for this week's sermon. Evening, everyone. Just listening to the gospel there, I was reminded of a time when I was preaching to an organization called Young Christian Workers, and the church was full from across the country of young people seeking to live their Christian faith. And I was preaching on this gospel, and I got to the very end, and I just said to them, I want you to leave this church, and I want you to go out and sow your seed as far and as wide as possible. The leader of the youth group just looked at me and just went, Let's pray for the guidance of the Holy Spirit. Lord, guide my words tonight that I may give the message that you wish to give. In grace, touch the ears of all here that they may hear the special message you have for each and every one of them. Amen. When I was first meeting everyone, I started to share something of my background. I'm from quite a small family in Hartlepool. We lived quite a simple, easy life, and I was quite a naive person. So when I went to Usher, it was a whole new experience. I was meeting young men from all over the country who had a real lived faith, and I'd never met that before. I'd never experienced it. Um, The church I went to was full of older people, and young people were few and far between. So to meet all these young people who were living their faith and passionate about serving Christ was incredible for me, and I felt completely in awe. The first half term, one of the students in my year said to me, look, I'm going down to London to stay with a priest friend of mine. Would you like to come? couldn't believe it. This little town boy got in an intercity 125 and was a train spotter in heaven. And we went down to London and his friend, who's a a priest in Mill Hill, took us out for a a meal, Chinese restaurant, never used chopsticks before, took us around London and saw all the sights and then took us to the West End to see a movie, uh, to see a, a play. I'd still remember it, what the butler saw and it was incredible. And I came out floating from that theatre, and it was late at night, and we'd gone down to the metro, the underground, and having left the hustle and bustle and the lights and the sounds up above us, we went into just the opposite, an eerie platform. A young lad and his girlfriend were at the far side of the platform, and then the three of us came on, our footsteps echoing. And we stood there for a little while, chatting, me completely euphoric. And then the silence disappeared. A man walked down the steps, shouting the top of his voice, and it echoed all around the platform. And I heard the girl just say, he's got a knife in his hand. And the atmosphere changed. Now, you don't realize it yet, but I have one of those faces that attracts trouble. So if it's going to happen, it's going to be to me, nobody else. So I'm good to have around. So the three of us, brave men, did what anybody would do. 
we put our heads down and prayed for the train to come. I quickly looked up and saw that there was three minutes to come. And whilst we were there and we were praying ardently, I heard him say the name Jesus. And I was taken away from this absolute fear and I started to listen to his words. And he was talking about being on the streets. He was talking about being a drug addict. And he was saying that this lady used to go past every week and she'd get a cup of coffee and she would smile and she would just put it next to him and walk off. And one week she came and she just said, can I just sit with you? And she sat with him and she talked to him and she, more than that, she listened to his life. Weeks went by and the same thing. Every week she would come, she would put a cup of coffee down and they would talk. And eventually this man said to her, why do you do this? And she said, because I have faith in Jesus Christ. And immediately he said, he saw just red and he swore at her and he told her to go away. He wanted nothing to do with her. So she got up and she left. Every week she would go past and for the first couple of weeks she would just smile and just go on her way. And eventually one week he said, I stopped her and I said, look, I'm sorry. I'm sorry for what I said, but if you knew my background, you would understand. And she said, well, tell me. And she sat down next to him and he spoke a little bit about his past and his pain. And then she said, come home with me. There and then. So she got up, she took him with him to a house, small, simple house. And he was saying all the while, I'll take what I can and tomorrow morning I'll steal everything she's got and I'll go. And the next morning he got up and she said, look, I've got to go out and then when we come back, I've got some help coming. We can talk about your addiction, we can help. And she left him in the house and he collected every bit of valuables that he could find and he was walking out the house and he saw a crucifix on the wall just near the door and he paused and then he said, I'll steal from her tomorrow. And he put everything back and he stayed. And that was it for weeks. Every day he got up with a firm intention that he was going to steal everything and go. And he never did. And eventually one day he said to her, you've never spoken to me about Jesus. Why? And she said, well, I don't need to. She said, because he's in every action. And she said, let me tell you my faith story. And just then, two things happened. One, the train came in. And two, two guards rushed onto the platform and grabbed the man, pinned him down and started to drag him off the platform. My friends started to get onto the train. I couldn't move. I was pinned to the spot and I didn't know what to do. All I could do was turn around and he was being dragged past me and actually the knife in his hand had been a Bible with a great big silver cross on it. And I just whispered to him, well done. And the next thing, he changed my life because he just looked up and he said, brother. And it was like meeting a long lost relatives after 20 years and he'd gone. I got onto the train, a changed person. 
Now, why am I sharing that tonight? Well, we begin to think about the ministry of reader. In fact, I'm not going to tell you. What I'd like you to do for just a couple of minutes is turn to somebody nearby, twos, threes, and just think about it and just talk about why I'm sharing that. Why is that story so significant for tonight? Just two minutes. Okay, can I ask you to, um, if anybody's got any ideas, could you? Lily shouts at me at the end of this because there's no walking mic for it to be recorded for the podcast. So as you say something, I'm going to try and repeat it so people can hear it at home. Um, does anybody have an idea? So it's about me meeting that person, okay? It's valid. Anybody else? Who are the important people in that? You were the important person. I wasn't. Troy was saying that I was the important person. I wasn't. I was just a witness. Blessed witness, but just a witness. Somebody else? Who was the key person in that whole encounter? The woman. The woman. Why the woman? Because her understanding was so deep, she didn't need to say anything. Okay, her understanding was so deep, she didn't need to say anything. Okay, it's beautiful. Anybody else? She lived her faith, she lived her love, and she expressed the scripture without ever needing to mention it. Anybody else? So the resistance to calling, and yet God is still working there under the, underneath it all. I wanted to share it tonight, particularly when we start to think of the ministry of reader, because so often we wait until the last second, and then we rush into church, just as Charlotte was saying, and then say, could you read this? And then people get up, read it, and are glad to sit down. And yet it's the living word of God it's our history, it's our presence, it's the celebration of our call to salvation. And we give it so little attention. But it's more than just standing up in church and reading a scripture passage, just like Emma shared. Our calling as Christians in our baptism, we are called to be prophets. And a prophet isn't just a fortune teller speaking about the future. It's somebody who interprets the word of God and speaks it today. So even in, when we read the Old Testament, the prophets were of their time speaking to the people of their time. That lady who met that man was a living scripture. Because the Bible doesn't end with revelation. The act of the apostle continues today with us. 
because every act that we do in Jesus' name continues. Her faith risked everything. She took a stranger into our house who's going to abuse her hospitality. She was living the word of God. And thankfully, it paid off because for many of us, we've done that and it hasn't and people have stolen from us. And yet, despite the resistance to call, even the people who let us down, the seeds that Jesus speaks about in the gospel are planted. And we don't know when they'll come to fruition, but in faith, we trust that they're going to. So tonight, I'm inviting every one of you to think about that calling to be a prophet, the calling to the ministry of reader. And at the end of the service, there's um, some sheets at the back for you to put your names down, but also there will be a day on the 21st where we reflect on that and you'll be commissioned into the ministry of reader. And that's for reading within church, but also to read the scriptures at home and to allow it to become a part of you. So whatever you do, the people that you meet, the living Christ shines through you in your word and deed. So let's take a moment just to ask the Lord to bless us. As we sang in our hymn, Here I Am, Lord, that we have the courage to say yes to God's calling. Amen. Thank you for listening to this podcast from Northern Lights Metropolitan Community Church. To find out more about what we do, head across to our website www.northernlightsmcc.org.uk